Yes, sir. Kyle and DJ on the mic. Gambling Feud. Partnered with Coda Sports Gambling Network. Hitting bets. Hitting bets. Hitting checks. Hitting checks. Making necks. Making necks. I bet. Let's hit some bets. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, locking my pacer, doing it major. LA Lakers, locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, locking my pacer, doing it major. LA Lakers. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Gambling Feud Podcast. So happy you can join us with us for episode six of the podcast. As always, my name is Kyle Comish. You can find me on Twitter at Comdog. Joining me for episode six is my cousin and co-host, DJ Luch. You can find him on Twitter at DJLow4422. DJ, how are we doing today? It's another day to have a great day. We are staring at March Madness. And I don't know about you, Kyle. But in Iowa, the weather kind of sucks around here. And then March Madness comes along. And you know what? It's not so bad to be stuck inside because there's games on. And it it brings my spirits up a little bit. I don't, I don't know about you, Kyle. That's me. I like oh. March Madness. Oh, absolutely. I remember the days when uh, when teachers in high school and college just didn't really care about class. And our class consisted of watching March Madness. I remember in several classes – We'd be in the computer lab and one person have one game on one screen, one another. I mean, it's it's my favorite time of year. And by far, my favorite thing in the world to do is print out a bracket and write it by hand. I do computer every now and then, but there is nothing better than writing it out by hand. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's going to be scribbles and I'm going to, you know, I, I'm going to end up switching my back bracket a billion different times. And I look at it different. I can't have all four one seeds. What am I doing here? And you go through and, oh, it's just. It's like a science, and I, I love it. It is it is the best. Quick, late shout-out to the uh, intro song. Lucas Parker, the man's my cousin, lit it up for us. Just last second, did an intro song for us. It's definitely uh, not what you would hear on most podcasts, uh, but it's a banger. Locks on locks on locks. You can check them out at Luke, L-U-K-E-7. Uh, he's on Apple Music, Spotify, The Works, SoundCloud. His latest album, Virtues, is out on Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, so check him out. And yeah, he did a great job. Yes, abs- absolutely. No, I've one of my favorite parts of the podcast is listening to the song. So definitely huge shout out, Lucas. Before we get into our random poll, DJ, what's kind of a strategy you go off of when you when you fill out a bracket? Do you really have like a strategy or anything like that? I know some people do like what mascot is the coolest what what school sounds like the best what strategy i guess do you go off of when you fill out a bracket um i don't know if i have a strategy but i have a rule of principles uh and so my principles generally my first one is there's going to be some upsets so if my bracket doesn't contain any i just violated one of my principles so somewhere along the line i have to find an upset second principle i like to use is conference strength I like this year, I respect the heck out of the Big Ten and the Big 12. So if it's a mediocre team, 
versus a Big Ten team, I have to go Big Ten. Or same with Big 12. I, I definitely favor good conferences, but it's only usually one or two conferences. So every year I'm usually heavy on those conferences. And if they do well, I do well. Um, and then other than that, I, you know, there's always going to be your one surprise team or like you got to have some insider information somewhere. Uh, so it kind of depends on who I watch. This year, I'm really liking Liberty. Um, I'm assuming they're going to be like an eight or nine seed. I I don't know what I'll do with it, but I you know I like Liberty. Maybe they're a ten seed and I can upset them with a two. Uh, so you always got to have your Cinderella team that like no one knows. Your Florida Gulf Coast, you know your there's just those types of teams. But that's kind of my strategy. What about you, Kyle? I have a very similar strategy to you, but one of my principles I use is every year there is going to be a 12 seed that upsets a five seed. Preach. Always, always, always one of the upsets I will predict. And also one thing that I like to do is a top team in like a lower conference, like an American or a conference USA or something more often than not will upset like a middle of the pack team in a power five conference like one example i use all the time is uh murray state when they had john moran they just absolutely smoked marquette yep so that's always a mindset i do as well like a very low uh conference team that will make a surprise like my biggest uh team that i might see upsetting another team is boise state you like the like the broncos do you I like the Broncos. I bet on them several times. They were kind of at the top of the mountain West. They trickled down a little bit, but I think they can make some noise depending on where they're seated and who they play in the first round and where they're at in the bracket. But that's a team I'm definitely going to be looking after. But uh, let's dive into our rant. Uh, actually, we got bad beats. And boy, DJ, do I have a bad beat for you. You got, you got beat, Kyle. What happened? I got beat. So I took on your team. The UNI Panthers against yeah. Illinois State in the first round of the Missouri Valley Conference. UNI won their first two games against Illinois State. Illinois State is the worst in the Missouri Valley. Yep. UNI won their first two games by 14 points the first time and seven points the second time. So they they are favored by six points. So I'm like, this is an easy cover. And UNI wins by five. Oh, no. Oh, what do you do? I don't know what it is with those Missouri Valley teams, like not being able to cover, but oh my goodness, am I outside of Drake? Outside of Drake. Yep. But what is it with those Missouri Valley teams that they just don't want to cover? I, it's close. They can, I think they play to their competition, uh, honestly. I think when they're playing someone really good, they play to the level. When they're playing someone bad, they play to the level. Um, but I'd again, I don't know, just shooting from the hip here, but that, that hurts winning by five when you should easily win, but cause it, I think if I remember right, it was a last second layup by Illinois state, honestly. Yep. It sure was last second. They were Illinois state was playing to cover. They had some money on the game. <laughs> oh, that hurts. I, I, I feel like sometimes teams just like a look at my card. They follow us on gambling feud. <laughs> they look at my card. They're like, how can I screw over Kyle this time? <laughs> I, I i think you got a conspiracy theory that might be spot on here kyle because i I'm, I'm starting to believe it now that i see it <laughs> yeah but anyways 
I may have had a bad beat, but DJ, boy, you've been on a heat streak as of lately. So let's talk about some good beats for you. Yeah, so Monday, I struggled a little bit. And I, I, in the Coda Capper contest, I went from 12 units to six units. And I got pretty mad because I shouldn't have lost, and I did. So I went out, and I chose seven hockey games, and I bet five units, which is the max we're allowed to bet, in our Coda Capper contest on each one of those games. And I went seven and zero on Tuesday. It was unbelievable. I it couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Four of my games went to OT. And I think in three of the four, the teams were down, tied it up. It went to OT and they won. And yeah, so it was a plus 19.28 units of a day. I went from six units to 25 units and I went from, Middle of the pack to top of the leaderboard by, what, 11 units, I think? Yep. But the thing is, I didn't parlay it, Kyle, and I'll never forgive myself. Why would I not parlay it? That would have been a dollar to win, like, 200, 300. I'm an idiot. See, that's, like, a moment you look back and say, what if? But, like, you did – you said you struggled on Monday, so, like, I can understand it to an extent. But at the same time, you got to – sometimes it's, like – okay, I'm going to come back and I'm going to just parlay it just for the heck of it. And I know you didn't, but that's just a good note for next time. Yep, yep. Next time I struggle a little bit because it was all vengeance. I was mad. And the thing is, I knew what teams to avoid. I knew Toronto Maple Leafs were upset, waiting to happen, and they lost. I knew not to bet on them. I should have bet against them, but I didn't trust that enough. I just knew they weren't good enough to cover. And like I said, four games go to OT and I win all four. Two of them went to shootout. I mean, it was insane unbelievable i was on fire and now i'm bringing home the march coda capper contest but let's transition to our random poll and this is kind of march madness based uh so obviously seating like we talked about earlier where boise state seated seating is everything in the tournament if you get in the bracket of death good luck i you just kind of screwed uh so which conference tournament has the biggest impact on seating kyle you want to go first here yeah, I'll go first here. I'm going to choose a conference that most people may not think of just right on top of their head, but I'm going to go with the Big 12. And the reason I'm going to go with the Big 12 is the Big 12 is so tightly contested that whoever wins the tournament, whoever goes far in the tournament could change everything. So like everybody's expecting Baylor to win. I am expecting to have Baylor to win myself. So if Baylor wins, obviously they're a one seed and everything falls into place. But what happens if like a Kansas pulls it out? If Kansas pulls off, they got to get a really, really high seed, but you can't knock Baylor down too far either. And then you got Texas, who horns down forever. But if they go down and win the Big 12, I mean, you got to have them as a high seed. But what are you going to do with Kansas and Baylor? Those two have been great all, all season long, but they don't get a high seed. Then you don't, you can't count out Oklahoma State with Cade Cunningham. I mean, that dude can do no wrong sometimes. You can't knock down West Virginia. I mean, all these games are so tightly close that whoever goes far in the tournament, I think will make a major impact on where they're seeding and stuff like that. Obviously, like I said, the Baylor wins, every, everything's fine for the most part. But if another team wins, then it's going to be uh, all kinds of messed up. That's a, that's a great point, Kyle. And I, the top six teams in the Big 12 are just insane. I mean, you got – OK State at five, West Virginia at four, Texas Tech at six. Like, 
these are teams that could make a real run and they're fifth and sixth in their conference. It's insane. Um, so obviously not to go to the same as you, I went with the big 10. And the reason why I went with the big 10 is because one seeds Baylor, probably going to be a one seed Gonzaga kind of locked in being a one seed going undefeated Michigan, probably going to be a one seed that fourth one seed amongst most bracketology guys is between Iowa and Illinois. And so if they both win their first round game on the 12th, well, that should be the third round of the big 12, but basically their first game, if they both win that, they're going to play each other. And I have to believe that the winner of that game gets the fourth one seed, which is huge to having a one seed uh, over a two seed. So I, I mean, obviously with how good the other three one seeds being Michigan Baylor and uh, Gonzaga, I wouldn't want to be a two seed in either of their brackets. So you got to, I mean, this is a huge game for Iowa, Illinois, whatever team makes a statement in the tournament out of those two, I think is getting the four seed, uh, you know, barring something crazy happening in the big 12 or uh, Michigan somehow getting upset. Uh, so I think the big 10 tournament has huge implications on the one seed, but I definitely think the big 12 with how, like you said, tightly contested, I mean, you could have a nine seed jump all the way to a five seed if they go off. So it's, it's going to be interesting, and I'm excited. But we have some breaking news. Is that correct, Kyle? We do. Now, normally, like this entire episode pretty much is going to be March Madness-based, but we need to talk about this breaking news, and that was Dak Prescott got re-signed by the Cowboys. Uh, trying to remember what his deal was that he signed for. I know it was like 120-some guaranteed. But to... yeah, it was it's a four year, 160 million and 120 guaranteed, which is an NFL record. DJ, what are your thoughts about this? Quarterbacks don't grow on trees. They're tough to find. I really hated Dak when he came into league because I thought he was overrated because I thought he was a product of the offensive line, which was proven right when he played the Vikings and he played the worst game of the season because the Vikings actually got pressure on that great offensive line. As much hating as I've done, I think Dax, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's probably top eight in the league. I think he's an elite quarterback. And I think it's hard to win the Super Bowl without having an elite quarterback. So I think it's smart by the Cowboys to lock him up. Um, it's just, it's tough, I guess. You know, when you, when you throw out that much money on the table, it's really, if you're on the right side, you made a great call. And if you're on the wrong side, you botched it. And so there's just... There's no in between, really. There's no like, oh, yeah, that was kind of a good deal. Like, you really, you know, it's kind of a pusher average. It's either you won or you lost. And I think this is a win for them just because finding a franchise quarterback is so tough. But that's my opinion. Kyle, what do you what do you think? You know, I'm the same way as you, DJ. I, at first, when Dak came into the league, uh, didn't, wasn't a big fan of him. I did, however, take him his rookie year in fantasy football. And it turned out to be well for me. But like you said, quarterbacks don't grow on trees. I mean, that Cowboys team, they have potential. You got Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, that wide receiver core with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb. Like that's a that's a nice little receiving core there. And you got to have someone who can sling the ball to him. And Dak, until he got injured, was on an absolute tear last year. So I think just him coming back from that injury, I think with the receiving core he has and with the running back core with Ezekiel Elliott, I think that's a good move by the Cowboys to do it. I don't know about 124 guaranteed good, but I still think 
locking him up was good, but I question if he's worth 160 million. It's yeah, it's tough, honestly. Uh, quarterbacks are a dime a dozen. Like you just saw how much Mahomes got. It's it's nutty, man. Like I wish I could play quarterback in the league right now. You just get handed money right off the table. I I don't know. Whatever I say is the wrong answer. No, absolutely. And it's just like the Cowboys, I guess, have enough money to spend. So that I'm sure that that definitely helped. Like I'm sure like that 160 million is probably in Jerry Jones' toilet or something like that. So <laughs> he was using it to wipe his butt. Yeah. He just got that much money. Jeez. So that's that was crazy, but uh, let's get on to my crazy side of the week sponsored by Muddy Bites. Everybody likes champ cones and the best part of a champ cone is absolutely the end of the champ cone. And that's exactly what Muddy Bite is. It is the end of champ cones in one bag. Go to muddybites.com to get yours. So my crazy side of the week is via Elias Sports, Gonzaga. Gonzaga basketball following their Saint winning in St. Mary's on Tuesday became the only team in 60 seasons to win 22 straight games by more than 10 points. Obviously that got broke when they played BYU, but that's, that's crazy. 22 straight games by more than 10 points. I want to find a way to discredit it, but that's just, that's good. They're that's well coached. They are a well coached team and props to Gonzaga. That's all I can say really. And people can say like, oh, they played really, really bad teams. I mean, like, I'm pr- pretty sure Iowa is included in that as well. I mean, Iowa could potentially be a one seed along with them. So they put, for the most part, yeah, their conference is garbage. But they've had some really, really solid teams in that mix as well. So, like, you can say, oh, it's because of who they play. But they play some solid teams to have that stat as well. Just the discipline out of the coaching staff to keep them focused because they know their conference is garbage. And, like, those teams can still compete. So, to just stay focused and stay disciplined, like, I don't care. We're going to blow this team out. We're going to blow the next team out. Like, that's how we're going to show everyone. And just, like I said, props to their coaching staff. They do a great job recruiting, getting turning the team around. They're, they're a great basketball school. I'll give them that. I'll give them that. Absolutely. No, I I agree. And that's just – that's crazy to me. So, and they're a team I'm I'm looking at when I'm filling out my bracket. But uh, DJ, let's transition into your uh, pro betting tip of the week. Yeah. So DJ's pro betting tip of the week, sponsored by Luch Farms. Great steak comes from happy cows. Happy cows comes from Luch Farms. One day at a time, one step at a time. Feeding the world with beef and pork. Uh, so today I am going to talk about tracking your bets using Excel. If you don't know how to use Excel, you're really missing out. Excel can, you can run your checking account, like balancing your checking account through Excel. Uh, you can do loans, finances, uh, personal. I mean, you can literally do everything in Excel. It is such a weapon. It's such a tool. I have too many Excel sheets, all labeled different stuff. I even, Luch Farms, I even made an Excel sheet for my dad at Luch Farms uh, for cattle. Uh, you know, what they buy them at, how much weight they gain, how much, you know, the food cost is per day, uh, and how to really maximize profit when you calculate all the costs and stuff. So you can use Excel for so much. Uh, so today, basically, you should track your bets in Excel. Uh, what is it going to teach you? It's going to teach you what you're bad at. 
for me, it's NFL. I suck at NFL. I'm terrible at handicapping NFL. I don't bet NFL. Uh, if I do, it's like a $5 bet. It's not really a bet at all. It's not a bet to make money. Um, but on the other hand, it can show you where you're good at. Let's say you're really good at betting NBA unders, but not NBA overs. You know, it, it just, it lets you kind of see your weaknesses, your strengths, and go from there, uh, you know, areas you need to work on. And then even if you want, you could track like a hypothetical, like I, I want to bet this, but I don't have the monies right now. And that way you can just see how good you are at specific things. Um, I currently have an Excel sheet for tracking bets. Uh, I think it's the best one. I think there's a million different options, but of course, I think my system's the best one. If you want a copy of my betting tracker, you can hit my DM. We could talk prices. It probably won't be too much because it's already made and already ready to roll, but we'll see. Uh, let me know. Uh, but yeah, use Excel. It's, it's a powerful weapon. Even if you don't want to use it for betting, just use it in your everyday life. Right? There's so many things you can use it for. But anyway, we have a different type of main segment today. Usually our main betting segment consists of us choosing the five games that are mainstream. You know, they're going to be on ESPN. They're going to be on ABC. Uh, and when we were doing that this week, we kind of realized that all the games are the conference tournament games. And then me and Kyle just kind of thought, why don't we fill out a tournament bracket pick them, a conference tournament bracket? I've never filled one out. Kyle, have you ever filled a conference bracket out? Not a conference bracket, no. Yep. So we thought there's a first for everything. Uh, so me and Kyle came up with this cool little contest we're going to do. Uh, basically starting tomorrow or when the games are going to count, because or starting today, I guess, as we record uh, on two, on Wednesday, as we record on Wednesday, there are still some games. I think there's five games left to be played. Uh, so our picks don't start until today, which is March 11th, the Thursday games. And we're basically doing the big five, the big six conferences, the Big Ten, Big 12, ACC, Pac-12, SEC, and Big East. And we're basically going to go through, give our picks, and then we're going to keep track and we're going to tweet out, uh, you know, what we think or what we were points-wise. Basically, every correct pick, you get a point. Uh, so let's start with the biggest and best conference, the Big Ten. And we'll start with the top matchup, game three. It's looking like it's going to be played at 1030 on the Big Ten Network, Michigan State versus Maryland. It's kind of an interesting one. Kyle, what do you got? Um, I think that uh, Michigan State kind of was on their high horse a little bit when they played Michigan. I don't know if uh, Izzo is going to bring that same energy. Izzo is pretty, pretty phenomenal in March, so it almost made me go Michigan State here, but I think Maryland's too good. I think Maryland's going to beat Michigan State. Well, we already have our first disagreement. I'm on the flip side. I'm riding the Izzo train. He's got the team ready. They just upset Michigan. They're riding the wave. MSU the whole way. All right. right. Yep. So game four, which will be 25 minutes after the game we just talked about. Minnesota just beat uh, Northwestern. Um, and they're playing Ohio State. This is pretty simple. Ohio State, Minnesota, Barely escaped Northwestern. Ohio State has lost four in a row, but I think they're going to figure it out. Ohio State, that's what I got. Kyle? Same, same way, DJ. Really want to go Minnesota. I think Marcus Carr isn't hurt, is he? For Minnesota? No, I don't think so. I think it's their two bigs. I think Robbins and then another defensive big they have. Okay. No, so I I really want to say that uh, uh, Marcus Carr is going to be big for Minnesota, but, I mean, Ohio State is just – 
too good. I think, that, like you said, they barely beat Northwestern. So I think Ohio State takes this one as well. So uh, next game is going to be played at 530 uh, on the Big Ten Network. You got Indiana at Rutgers. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take Rutgers here. I think they've had uh, some really, really solid wins this year in conference. And I think that they will uh, they'll give Indiana a tough time. Yeah, I had no idea on this one. I, I went Rutgers. I think they're the better team. I think Indiana's just not as consistent, I guess. I Rutgers plays better D. That was my final decision. So Rutgers all the way. And then the next game is going to be 25 minutes after the game we just discussed, and it's going to be the winner of Nebraska-Penn State. And they will play Wisconsin. I don't care who wins that game. Wisconsin's going to win. Yep, yeah. It is important to note uh, Penn State is a six-and-a-half-point fave, so we would assume they would win, but they could easily lose, as we've already seen multiple upsets uh, as we record here on Wednesday. But, yeah, Wisconsin all the way. And then we'll move on in the bracket. So DJ will have Michigan State, Michigan. I have Maryland, Michigan. Again, don't care who it is. Michigan's going to win, I think. Michigan just – they're absolutely on a downward spiral. I think they turn it around in the tournament. So I think they'll at least get past this game. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I don't think Michigan State or Maryland is upsetting Michigan by any means. Easy, easy dub for Michigan. Chalk it in. So the next one, we got Ohio State, Purdue. I think we both chose Ohio State, obviously. Um, I'm I, The game's going to be after the Michigan, uh, whoever the winner of that game. It'll be 25 minutes after that on Big Ten. Uh, Ohio State, Purdue. I, I'm going Ohio State. I think Purdue's on a four-game win streak. I think that's mostly due to them playing at home. Ohio State is on a four-game lose streak. My logic isn't here, but I think Ohio State's going to get hot. They're going to beat up on Minnesota. And then they're going to roll through Purdue. I think having that extra game in is actually going to help Ohio State. So I'm going Ohio State here. That's another game we're going to disagree on, DJ. I'm, nah. going, to go, I'm going to go Purdue here. I think uh, Purdue has been hot as of lately, and I think they've played some fairly decent teams as they've been hot. So I think uh, Purdue's going to give Ohio State a rough time. So I'm going to take Purdue in this game. I like that we don't have the same bracket. You know, at least we're mixing it up a little so we don't both end with. 25 right or whatever. It's the exact same number. Right. If we end in a tie, we'll flip a quarter to decide who wins. Uh, then, yeah. Anyway, Rutgers-Illinois will be the next game at 530 on the Big Ten. I think this one's obvious. I'm going Illinois. Uh, I just don't think Rutgers has the firepower. I'm I'm the same way. I don't think there's anybody on Rutgers that can stop uh, Io or Kofi Cockburn. I think uh, that's going to that's gonna be a pretty easy win for Illinois. And then following that game, 25 minutes is Wisconsin and Iowa. This game wasn't as easy as I wanted to be to fill out just because of how close that last game was. And the biggest thing for me is, is Joe Wieskamp going to be healthy or not? I think regardless, I think Iowa's still going to win. Yep, there are a lot of questions surrounding this Hawks team, but I do have to give them credit. They are playing almost the best basketball they've played in a while. They've kind of been – hot lately and i think that's because they started to play more consistent defense i'm going hawks all the way baby yes sir so now we move on to the final four which will be played on march 13th uh the first game will be at noon on cbs it'll be we both have michigan and then i have purdue dj has ohio state again i think hunter dickinson is going to be too much for 
either of those two teams to handle. I think he's going to have a day. So I'm going to take Michigan to go to the championship. Yep. I think Michigan after losing to Michigan state kind of got woke up and I think they have something to prove. So I don't care who's in there facing them. Michigan is going to the championship in the big 10. Absolutely. Now this game, DJ, this game should be a big 10 championship game. Seriously. Illinois and Iowa. Oh my goodness. Is this game going to be fun to watch? The battle for the one seed, in my opinion, the winner of this game gets the one seed. So that's why, oh, it's huge. And it's going to be, it's going to be really, really interesting. The best matchup, I think, between, because Io's their big, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Or is Kofi Cockburn their big? No, Io, I think, is their guard. Okay, Io's yeah. the guard, yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I, I I get those two flip, flipped around all the time, but... Yep. The, the matchup between Luca Garza and Kofi Cockburn is going to be absolutely crazy. And then you got uh, Io guarding either Bohannon or Wieskamp, you know, and he may even like just to get off a of defense a little bit, might guard McCaffrey. Yeah. This game is going to be back and forth. I think Illinois won by maybe four the last time these two played each other. I still think that, uh, you know, Garza is going to want a little revenge on these guys. I think that uh, Wieskamp is going to play really well. Bohannon has been playing really well as a late i'm gonna take iowa to win this game kyle preach buddy preach the hawks are rolling the hawks are rolling and they want the one seed it's gonna be the first time me and you have ever seen a one seed hawks and it starts by beating illinois let's go hawks baby let's go let's go and now the big 10 championship between michigan and illinois oh this- michigan and iowa yes 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 thank you for catching that go hawks uh, this this game it kills me to say it but just thinking about how dickinson guarded luca it's they're gonna cancel each other out i think i don't want to say it but i'm taking michigan to win the big 10 kyle i'm in the same boat i think iowa lays it all on the floor against illinois i think they're gonna have a tough matchup against wisconsin and then I think they lay it all on the floor against Illinois to get that one seed. And I think they come up a little short against Michigan. Uh, I, I got to take Michigan to win it. I know it's the obvious one, but I'm okay with the Hawks getting a one seed if they lose to Michigan as long as they beat Illinois. So that's our take. We both have the same winner, Michigan winning the Big Ten. I know they're the one seed, but it is pretty obvious, folks. I mean, <laughs> Michigan hasn't lost many games. Uh, they're, you can almost pencil them in. So that is our Big Ten wrap-up. The Big 12 is our next one we deem the second most important tournaments. Or first, we'll let you guys vote on that on the poll, obviously. Uh, So, yeah, we got some good matchups here. Earlier today when we recorded on Wednesday, uh, TCU got embarrassed by Kansas State. I think that was Kansas State's 10th win of the season. They were like 9-15 and or something going into the game. Mm -hmm. And they just embarrassed them. And then as we record, Oklahoma, Boomer Sooner is playing Iowa State, not the Iowa State team where it's Hilton South. Uh, usually Iowa State dominates the Sprint Center in Kansas City, but not this year. So I'm assuming Oklahoma's going to win tonight. They're at 11 and a half point fave. So we'll start with the first game, March 11th. That's tonight or this afternoon. At, oh, it looks like it's actually the first game is 1030. My bad. 1030. On ESPN two, I'm I think uh, Oklahoma State versus West Virginia. We are going to talk about this more in depth later, 
Uh, I'm going West Virginia here. Kyle, what do you got? I'm the same way. I said it in the pick so you're going to hear me say it twice, but Oklahoma State, Cade Cunningham, like I said, if Jared Butler doesn't win Big 12 Player of the Year, Cade Cunningham's going to. Dude's a beast, but, like, that's all Oklahoma State's got. West Virginia's got multiple guys. I'm, I think West Virginia's going to take it. Yep. All right. And then the second game, or I, I guess, yeah, I'm going to West Virginia here. I don't know if I said it, but the second game is 130 on ESPN2 or ESPN. I don't know which one. It's ESPN slash two, so I'm assuming ESPN2. But anyway, 130. Uh, Baylor versus K-State. It's a no-brainer. K-State's 10 and 15 or whatever. Baylor all the way. They had no time needed. No, I, yeah, we're, we're not going to waste time on this. Baylor's going to win. <laughs> all right, the next one, I'm assuming we're going to have Boomer Sooner versus Kansas at 530. Uh, but barring a miracle and Iowa State winning, we could have Iowa State. But I, either way, I'm going KU. Um if Oklahoma does win, I think they present a real threat, but I just don't know if it's going to be enough. KU all the way. Nope, I'm, I'm with you, DJ. I think uh, both of them are going to struggle guarding McCormick. I think Ogabaji is going to have a game against them. I think Kansas is going to win. Yep. And the last one, Texas versus Texas Tech. You're going to hear us talk about it a little bit later. Uh, it's 8.30 on ESPN2. Uh, I'm going Texas here. Uh, well, you'll hear my reasoning later, but I just – no way you can beat a team three times in one year. Texas Tech's up 2-0 in the series. So, I think Texas wins this one. And, yeah. Um, as I've said, always horns down forever. But I am going to go with Texas, and maybe maybe the world fades me and then takes, makes Texas Tech win. Either way, I'm going to be fine with it. But I'm going to take Texas in this game. All right, so it looks like we both have Baylor, West Virginia. This will be March 12th at 5.30. Uh, as much as I wanted to go with a crazy upset, Baylor's just ridiculously good. I'm going Baylor. No, I was the same way. I was really contemplating, like, maybe West Virginia has an upset in, but Baylor's only lost one game, and it was at uh, Allen Fieldhouse, and crazy stuff happens at Allen Fieldhouse. So I'm going to take uh, Baylor to win this game. And then the next game of the semifinals will be me and DJ both have Kansas and Texas. I think Texas is going to have a really tough time against Texas Tech. So I think that Kansas is going to take it pretty handily against them. I'm going with the craziness here. Uh, I think, I think KU is actually starting to hit their stride. So I don't like this pick at all as I say it, but I'm going Texas. I, I just see something. I see them maybe getting hot. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Um, but yeah, KU starting to kind of hit their stride. They've kind of been healthy, so most likely they'll win. But I, I'm going Texas here because you got to mix it up. You got to have an upset. Right? We talked about principles. You got to have an upset. You absolutely do. And if Texas beats Kansas, that's going to mess up a lot of things with seeding. So that'll be interesting. So for the Big Twelve Championship, DJ has Baylor Texas. I have Baylor Kansas. Again, I think it's going to be very very close. These two teams have played each other. Really, really tight as of lately. I think Baylor wins. Yep, spot on, Kyle. I think Texas runs out of juice if and somehow. If Texas loses to Texas Tech, I'm going to feel like an idiot. So, But they're going to run out of juice after they upset Kansas, and I think Baylor wins this one pretty easily. So me and DJ again agree on this conference winner. So we have Michigan in the Big Ten and Baylor in the Big 12. Let's transition to a little ACC action. 
Yep. I just want to say that those are the obvious two. Like my other brackets are pretty wild. Um, but those two are just obvious, like Baylor and Michigan are winning. So anyway, yeah, ACC, what do we got first matchup? So today, today at noon, we have Virginia playing Syracuse. Syracuse pulled off a big time win against North Carolina State yesterday. But I think Virginia just, their defense is absolutely unreal this year. I don't think that Syracuse has the miracle in it to beat him. So I'm taking Virginia. Yeah, defense is huge in neutral site games because defense will show up regardless where their shots do. Uh, I think Syracuse beating the zone, Just it's Virginia. It's, it's simple, Virginia. Yep, and then following that game at 2.30, we have Georgia Tech against Miami. Miami pulling off the upset against Clemson. Eight and, and a half co- point dogs, and they beat them. Unbelievable. And I know a couple cappers had Clemson at eight and a half, so that that hurts. But you know what, DJ? I'm going with the upset here. I think Miami's going to beat Georgia Tech and move on. Wow. Well, we are way different here because I'm big on Georgia Tech in this tournament. So I'm going Georgia Tech here. They're on a four or five game win streak. Uh, they play good defense. Their offense is consistent. Uh, they're nothing flashy. They're not a team you're going to look at and be like, whoa. But I think they just they got everything going right right here. I'm going Georgia Tech. What are they, the Hornets or something like that? Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets. Go Yellow Jackets. Woo. Big Yellow Jackets fan, DJ Luches. <laughs> yes, sir. And then at 6.30 tonight, we got Florida State and Duke. And before I say my pick, man, does it feel good to say that Duke had to play a game to get to this position. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness, does that feel good. They are not used to playing in the second round, and that is hilarious that they have to. And Coach K can go kick rocks because Florida State's going to beat them. Yep, I think Duke started to play well as soon as What's-His-Face went up for the draft, uh, but I think they they run out of juice here. Florida State's the better team. I, it, yeah, Florida State all the way. Then the last game of the night at 8 p.m., or 9 p.m., excuse me, we got Virginia Tech against North Carolina, and that's weird to see too, DJ, that they had to play a game to get to the next round. Not so fast, Kyle. North Carolina is currently playing uh, Notre Dame, so. Oh, shoot, that's right. That's right. I had them written down too early. Uh, you guys can't see it at home, but I am repping my North Carolina jersey and my, my shorts. Uh, I know it wasn't a good year for us this year, uh, but I will stay true to the blue. I hate Duke. Baby North Carolina blue is the way to go. Uh, so they're beating Notre Dame. That's a fact. And as much as I wanted to have them upsetting Virginia Tech, I just had to be real with myself and say, it's not our year. So I'm going Vatek, but I, I'd love to see the, I'd love to see the upset. I'd love it. I'd love to see Carolina pulled off too but like you said Vatek is just having a year so far I didn't expect them to be a three seed this year I thought they might be a mid middle of the pack team but I mean they're feeling it this year and I think Vatek is gonna beat UNC so that is the slate for the Thursday games DJ I guess Friday we have both of us have Virginia but I have Miami you have Georgia Tech 
and I know we're going to disagree on this one too, because like I said, I think Virginia, just the way they have been playing defense this year, I think they could be a team that not many people will have going super far, but I think could go really far just with how good their defense is. So I'm actually going to take Virginia in my bracket beating Miami. I went out on a crazy limb, just like I did with Texas. I, I pick one team that I think is going to get hot or that is hot and will continue to stay hot. And that's Georgia Tech for me. I think they get the upset here. I think Virginia locks them down defensively, but Virginia just doesn't show up, show up offensively because Georgia Tech can also play defense. So this is going to be an under game. I bet the over-under will be like 120-ish. Like you're going to see it be like, oh, I should bet the over. Don't. It's a trap. This is going to be an under game. Georgia Tech's going to squeak it out. Let's go Yellow Jackets. Big Yellow Jackets fan, DJ Luches. So me and DJ are going to have different ACC winners then. Yep. Yes, sir. I had to do something crazy. You know, I went with Baylor and uh, Michigan, so I had to spice it up. I couldn't do another Virginia. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Nope. Nope. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. You got to do change it up every now and then. So then following the Virginia-Miami game, we both have Florida State, Vatek. I think this game's going to be really, really close, but I'm going to take Florida State. Well, I'm going to have to disagree with you here. I think I just have personal beef with Florida State. Uh, they got beat by North Carolina, so I actually don't think they're very good. Um, Vodtech's going to play an extremely tough game against North Carolina, and it's going to get them ready to beat Florida State. I'm going Virginia Tech. All right, all right. So, so a then completely our ch- different championship, right? <laughs> we have a completely different championship. I have a Virginia-Florida State championship. I think Virginia could end up being a really, really high seed that goes – fairly far in the tournament depending on where they are in the bracket could be elite eight final four i really like virginia i've liked them all year i bet them all year they've almost always covered for me and they cover spreads really well because of how good their defense is so i'm taking virginia to win the acc a battle of the techs for me i got georgia tech and virginia tech I'm riding with the Yellow Jackets. I like I said I think they wow. play de- I think they play defense just like Virginia uh, it's my surprise pick. If it happens, you guys are all going to think I'm geniuses. And if it doesn't, I'm an idiot and I know it. So just accept it. But I'm going, I'm going Georgia tech here. Like I said, I think they're on a four game win streak coming in this tournament. I think they're starting to play some good basketball. They play defense. I like Georgia tech. I like Georgia tech at the tournament and I don't want to disrespect Virginia. I think Virginia will do well in the March madness bracket as well. Cause they play great defense. And so does Georgia tech. I think these two teams are teams that I'm going to have upsetting some teams. Uh, they're the only two ACC teams I respect. I don't respect Florida State. I don't respect Virginia Tech. I do respect Georgia Tech. I do respect Virginia. But that's my ACC breakdown. All right. Well, let's move out of the ACC and let's move on to the Big East. Yeah, I don't know much about the Big East, so my answers are going to be short and sweet here. But, yeah, I'm going to try. All right. So, uh, we do have one game in progress. We have DePaul playing Providence as we record. So understand that as we make our picks. But let's go to the top of the bracket, DJ, shall we? What do we got for our first game? So at noon on FS, FS1 on Thursday tonight, or actually, no, at noon today. Wow. Uh, Georgetown versus Villanova. This is simple. Nova. Simple. See, it wasn't so simple for me. Georgetown has played really, really close with a lot of teams. I think when they played Villanova the last time, like Villanova was fi- favored by 
double digits. I think they only won by like four or five. Georgetown plays teams really close, but yeah, I think Nova pulls it off. Yeah, they definitely upset Marquette by a lot. Uh, so it'd be it'd be cool. I don't know why I like respect Nova, but I have a beef with them because they beat North Carolina. So like I respect their coach staff, but I also hate them. It's weird. Uh, so I'd like to see them lose. But. That that championship game was just crazy. I thought when Marcus Page made that shot, I'm like, they, North Carolina's going to win this, and they make that game winner. Marcus Page made the most insane shot that became the most irrelevant shot because it didn't matter. But at the time, it was crazy. He had no – he, like, double clutched a three, cash, and then they just let him walk down and hit it. Uh, yeah, that, that hurt. I still – Still not. I, I hate when they show it. Uh, I'm not a fan. But anyway, let's move on. 3 p.m. FS1. We got Seton Hall versus St. John's. I used to like Seton Hall like two years ago. Not like them, but I knew their players. I, I bet on a couple games and they won for me. Uh, but not Seton Hall this year. I saw they were bad on the road. They're like three and seven on the road. I'm going St. John's all the way. You know, I had a friend of mine that went to Morningside. She actually played uh, Division One basketball at Seton Hall. Really, really good friend of mine. So I started becoming a Seton Hall fan for a little while there. I don't think they got what it is. St. John's is just uh, having a really, really good year. They're a tough, feisty team, really solid on offense. They've uh, played the other three teams ahead of them very, very close every single time they've played them. So I think St. John's is going to handle Seton Hall pretty decently. Yep. All right. The next one at 6 p.m. on FS1, we got Butler and Creighton. Butler pulled off the six and a half point upset today, or not today as we record. Kyle knew it. Kyle had their money line. Kyle's a genius. But I think Butler runs out of gas in the second round. I'm going Creighton. I'm going the Blue Jays or whatever they are. They're the Blue Jays. And I'm I'm with you, DJ. I liked Butler against Xavier. Xavier has. I can't believe they're a seven seed with how like little they cover for betting and stuff like that. And just great. You win games, but the good teams cover. I mean, that's obvious. So that wasn't much of a surprise for me. I'm the same way as you though, DJ. I think Creighton's going to, going to handle them pretty decently. And to wrap it up, we have the winner of DePaul Providence. Providence is a seven point favorite. So I'd assume Providence is winning that one um, versus UConn, uh, Connecticut, 9 p.m. FS1. I'm going UConn here. Um, simple. Providence does scare me as a six seed, but I think UConn's gonna gonna find a way. Now, mind you, DJ and I did agree though that um, if Providence was to lose, I am allowed to change my pick. So don't don't hate me because you ain't me if I <laughs> happens. But uh, I'm actually going to take Providence to beat DePaul. And I'm going to have Providence upsetting UConn. And the main reason is David Dukes. I mean, David Dukes for Providence is averaging 17 and a half points per game and has just been on an absolute tear as of lately. I don't think UConn has the guys to handle him. And I think once he gets hot, the other players in the team will get hot as well. So I'm taking Providence to pull off the upset against UConn. I like it. You got to have an upset, baby. You got to have an upset. Yes, sir. Yes, so sir. That, that so. is definitely an upset. But um, so I think we both had St. John's and Nova for the final four. Is that correct? Yep. All right. Um, as much as I respect St. John's and as much as I hate Nova, I still have to go Nova because I do also respect Nova. They're just a well-coached squad. I think they get the dub. 
Nope, I'm I'm the same way as you. St. John's, both times I played Nova have been single digits. I think that it is going to be another really, really close game, but I think Nova is going to pull it off. Yep, and then we got Creighton. I have UConn, you have Providence. Unless DePaul wins, then I'm assuming you'd have UConn. Yep. So Creighton, and then either Providence or UConn. Um, I'm going with an upset here. Uh, I think UConn, they're closer to home. Creighton's got to go all the way out to New York. Madison Square Garden's a scary place for some people. I don't know why. I'm just going UConn. I'm feeling UConn. UConn's giving me an energy. Um, I'm going UConn. See, I'm going to go Creighton here. And the reason I'm going to go Creighton is I think that team is going to rally behind Coach McDermott and try and make some serious noise and play for him. So I think as much as I wanted to go Providence to play Nova in the championship, I think Creighton's going to – it's going to be a Creighton-Nova championship. Either way, that'll be a fun game. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. Odds would say it would be Creighton Nova, and that'll be another fun game to watch. I remember when we were joking about the, we had Nova or whatever, and Creighton won or whatever the situation was. Uh, but yeah, so Saturday, March thirteenth at six thirty on Fox, we have the championship, the Big East. I have Nova UConn. You have Nova Creighton. I'm going Nova. It's no doubter. They just they know how to win in the conference. They're they've they've been bullying that conference for years now. So that's my logic. Yep. Nope. I uh I agree with you. I when we saw the Nova Creighton game, I don't think Nova plays that bad again. I think when they played Creighton the last time, they showed their true colors. So I think as much as Creighton's gonna be rallying behind to get wins for coach McDermott. I think that Nova's going to win the big East spot on. All right. And because moving on to the PAC 12, because we don't care as much about the PAC 12, we're just going to do a final four uh, who, or who we have in our final four. Uh, so I have Oregon, UCLA, USC, and Colorado, basically the top four teams. I, I don't know much about the PAC 12, but I know that the bottom's bad. The top's decent. I'm going with the top talent. Uh, so I have Oregon, UCLA, USC, Colorado. Kyle, what do you got? I'm with you. I got – in some ways, I guess, I do have one different than you. I have Oregon as well. I think they're going to handle Arizona State just fine. UCLA, they've been doing really well this year. USC is a dark horse. I think they're not only going to go far in this tournament, I think they're going to go far in March Madness. And then I actually have Stanford. I think uh, Stanford has um, played everybody – very, very close in the conference and out of the conference. And I think that Colorado has kind of either they're on or they're off. And I think they're going to be off. So I'm actually going to have an Oregon, UCLA, USC, Stanford final four. All righty. And who do you got for your championship then? I got Oregon beating UCLA and USC beating Stanford. I kind of same thing. I have Oregon beating UCLA and USC beating Colorado. And then I have Oregon beating USC. As much as I wanted to take USC, USC's been kind of inconsistent for me. When I bet on them, they suck. When I don't, they're amazing. So I'm going to pretend I'm betting on them. So Oregon's going to win. I'm going to go USC here. And the reason I'm going to go USC is Oregon is very, very guard-driven, whereas USC has Evan Mobley, who potentially could be the number one pick in the draft next year. True. And I think that uh, – He's going to have a day, and then I think when he has a day, the other guards will have a day. So I'm actually going to take USC to win the Pac-12. 
I like it. I like it a lot. All right. So the last tournament we got, the one we care the least about, the SEC. No offense, but all the offense. Um, just not a big as not a big SEC fan. Uh, should we jump to just our final four here? Before we do that, again, I said how nice it was to see Duke having to play a game, but boy, is it nice to see Kentucky as an eight seed. <laughs> yep, justice is served. Calipari and Coach Cake and Kick Rocks are all I care. Yep, it's crazy how the mighty have fallen this year. So some of the big dogs have been real bad. Very much so. So, yeah, we can just jump into the final four. Uh, I don't think, DJ, you and I are going to have a very similar in this aspect. I'm going Alabama, and I'm going to have Florida beating Tennessee, upsetting Tennessee. I have Arkansas, and then I have LSU. All right. Similar, but not really. I got Bama over the winner of Mississippi State, Kentucky. Or I think Mississippi State ended up winning. Or whatever. Anyway, I got – or no, that is today they play. Oh, so we're skipping around. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm struggling. So, yeah, I'm going Bama. I'm going Tennessee over Florida. I'm going Arkansas over Missouri. And I'm going Old Miss over LSU. I believe in the Rebels, baby. Okay, okay. I like it. I like it. Um, For my championship, I'm going Alabama and Arkansas. I want to give a shout-out to my good buddy, Caleb Klein. He was on the state basketball team with me whenever Lamar's went down to state. And uh, he is a grad assistant for Arkansas right now. So I think that's absolutely crazy. You're a grad assistant for a Division One program. So shout out to Caleb Klein. So I am taking Arkansas and I'm taking Alabama. Yep, same. I am also taking Bama over Tennessee and Arkansas over Old Miss. And then to wrap it up, I just hate Bama. So I'm going to Arkansas for the championship. They're playing good basketball right now. I think they have an eight-game win streak. And I'm going to ride it out, baby. They're going to ride it out. They're going to get a 15-game win streak, I believe. I didn't think you and I were going to agree on this one, DJ, but I'm the same way. I think Arkansas is going to win the SEC. They've been on an absolute tear as of lately. Uh, Any game they've lost has been very, very close. I don't think they've had a blowout loss this year. I'm definitely going to take Arkansas. So those are our picks. Let's do a quick recap, DJ, on who we got winning each conference. Yep. Do you want to do the championship game for each one, or you just want to do the, the winner? Oh, we'll do the championship. So for the Big Ten, I have Michigan, Iowa. Same. The Big 12, I have Baylor, Kansas. I got Baylor, Texas, baby. All right. ACC, I have Virginia, Florida State with Virginia winning. Oh, yeah. I guess we have what? Michigan winning and Baylor winning in both of ours, correct? For the first two? Yep. Yep. We both have Michigan and Baylor winning. Yep. Yep. Surprise, upset, alert, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech's taking it home, baby. Pencil it in. Georgia Tech is winning the ACC. You heard it here first. Put all your money on, I believe. All right, all right. Uh, Big East, I have a Nova Creighton with Nova winning. Nova UConn with Nova winning. Pac-12, I have Oregon USC with USC winning. Oregon USC with Oregon winning. And then SEC, I have Bama, Arkansas with Arkansas winning. Retweet, Bama, Arkansas with Arkansas winning. So that is the first time I have ever filled out a conference bracket. It was fun. I wish I knew a little more about some of the Pac-12 and some of the the bottom half of the Pac-12, the bottom half of the SEC. 
Uh, I wish I knew more, but I don't. So I'm just shooting from the hip. But basically, we're going to keep track from today, Thursday, our picks from Thursday on to the championship. And then Sunday night, uh, we'll probably tweet or Sunday, whenever the last game is, we'll tweet how many correct we got. Does that sound good, Kyle? That sounds like a plan. What have you learned from doing your first conference bracket pick them? You really learn a lot about like the teams and their players and just looking at their schedules and stuff like that. It helps a lot for me to help me fill out a bracket in, in that regards. So I really enjoyed this. I think I'm even going to do it again next year. Yeah, I think it's something fun you kind of get into. I think there's more upsets early than you'd think. Uh, and yeah, I, I do think a lot of times the team you think will win wins. Uh, so it's never wrong to go with the one seed, but this was, yeah, this was definitely fun and I'm glad we got to do this segment. And if you're betting this weekend, I hope you take some of our advice. And if you want to throw on some money for Georgia tech to win the ACC, now is the time they're plus a lot of monies. Uh, I'd lock it in, do it. And you can just send me 10%. We'll say. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that was a lot of fun. Let's transition to our guest pick them. In our next segment, sponsored by Pitchfork Egg, the guest pick them segment, the guest gets five games to use five units on each game. Uh, we've had five guests go so far, and the leaderboard is Alex Long last week had a 10.6 units, Soup at 8.1, Tyler DeVos 4.38, JT at a negative 0.74, and Polk Nation at negative 7.64. So basically, the guest gets to choose what and how he wants to use his units on the five games that we give him. Uh, they're generally main games. And today we have an interesting guest, a uh, blood relative, you could say, of both of ours. Uh, Kyle, go ahead. Take it away. Yeah, DJ, you nailed it on the head. Normally, we just have, like, friends on the show. But today we actually... On the gambling feud, we have another cousin. That's a cousin of both me and DJ. We have today Brody Carr. Brody, how we doing, buddy? Good. How you guys doing? We're Solid. Doing, we're doing. We're doing good. Doing good. So, why don't you tell the listeners uh, what are you up to nowadays? What's your job like? Where you living? What are you up to? Um, I actually uh, don't work right now. I restructured from you and I, and I'm living at home, going to community college for instrumentation and control which is pretty much just computer programming so that's that's been keeping me busy nice nice and i hear you uh got a little wedding coming up here soon huh yes uh, yes i do it's coming it's coming fast but that's also keeping us pretty busy so excited absolutely well also shout out to ashton too i met her at the iowa nebraska game i think five or six years ago hurt me her and Brody went uh, tailgating and stuff like that. And it was absolutely cold that day. I don't know if you remember that, Brody, but I remember the seats and Memorial were just pure ice and stuff like that. And yeah, it was, it was brutal. At least, at least we sat through it for the win though. That made it worth it. <laughs> yeah. Cause that was the year they went, uh, they went undefeated. So that was, yeah, that was definitely worthwhile. So uh, what, uh, what sports teams do you follow, bro? Are you, you a fan of any uh, pro pro team, college team? What do you What do you root for? Um, I'm I'm honestly probably more a college guy. You know, I love love the Hawks, the Iowa Hawkeyes, basketball, football, baseball, wrestling, you name it. But uh, NFL, I I keep up with pretty well with fantasy and like the Niners. 
in there. So I had a had a couple a couple years ago. I had a heartbreak, but we're still getting through it, unfortunately. But yeah, pretty much uh, just the Hawkeyes and the Niners. And you try and hit up a, a game in Kinnick probably once a year, right? Oh yeah, at least. It's one of the one of the best stadiums in college football, no question oh, about for it. Sure. For sure. So, um, Brody, this is a sports betting show. So, I guess how did you start uh, getting into sports betting a little bit? What made you want to start and stuff along those lines? Oh, I think I've always just found it, you know, interesting and kept me when I was bored. You know, I could just go in and look into certain aspects of different betting apps but I finally just landed on DraftKings and me and my dad and my fiance actually all signed up all together and decided that something we wanted to do so I've been going at it for probably about three months now and I haven't looked back and uh what any like particular sports you like to bet on or you kind of want to get into it all or um I I typically keep it basketball uh, just because that's the most I, they're the what I know most about that and football. But obviously, uh, this time of year we don't have we don't have football, so I I try to keep it basketball or football mostly. And that's another thing me and Brody had in common too. Uh, me and Brody were a part of the 2015 Lamar's Bulldogs team that went down to state. I just saw that post on my timeline yeah. a few years ago. Me and Brody actually shared a room together in. Uh, in Des Moines and I remember uh our coach texted us and said we need everybody down to the main lobby or whatever and we just come upstairs with this big box of food and water and stuff like that we had an empty fridge and I just remember we just filled that entire thing oh yeah man that was that was good old days makes me feel old but that was that was lots of fun it does and it does seem like quite a long time ago but uh DJ, I hear you have a little story to tell with uh, Brody as well. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So surprisingly, but unsurprisingly, we had a couple classes together in college as we both went to the you and I. Um, I don't remember how many, roughly a couple, but I do remember one in particular. We did sit next to each other every day. It was random. We just walked in. I was like, hey, that guy looks familiar. Sat down. And it was a very boring class. I mean, on a scale of one to ten, how boring do you think this <laughs> class was, Brody? Oh, at least negative something. <laughs> I mean, our professor was a really nice guy, but just oh yeah, he was really nice. But. Yeah, as boring as it gets. And so yeah. it was early afternoon class, and every Thursday you could catch Brody streaming uh, some golf, watching you know whatever tournament it was he was watching. You know the, the first day of that, and I was always streaming baseball, and we weren't paying attention at all. <laughs> So not the best students, but we were educated on gambling in that aspect. And we were getting our games or our, uh, you know, innings or our uh, strokes in, I guess. I don't know how you refer to golf matches. But so, yeah, the people behind us got a free show every week. They could, you know, see a little golf on the the right. Yeah, (laughs) I was just glad that uh, our teacher didn't embarrass at all and notice we weren't paying attention and called on us or something, you know. Oh yeah, we'd be doing like fist bumps or something. Because sometimes I'd have bets on a game, you know. So I'd be doing fist bumps, you know. Some cool shot would happen, and Brody would look at me like, "Yo, did you see that?" Oh shit! (laughs) So no, good time, good time. And like I said, we weren't the best students, but at the same time, probably the best students in the class. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. 
But what games do we got to look forward today, Kyle? What's the what's the leadoff game we got? All right, Brody. So again, as EJ said, you get five units to use on each game. You can do on the spread, the money line, over under, a mix of whatever. All right. You can do that. So our first game we're going to be discussing today is, uh, I guess, round two, technically, of the Big 12 tournament between Oklahoma State, 18 and 7, 11 and 7 in the conference against West Virginia, 18 and 8, 11 and 6 in the conference. The game time is set for 1030 a.m. and a neutral site where the Big 12 tournament is in Kansas City. Right now, the line is set at West Virginia minus three and an over-under at 151. DJ, what do we got for trends for this game? Yeah, so Oklahoma State is kind of a covering machine. I mean, 16 and nine against the spread, nine and three on the road, 12 and six in conference, and five and oh in their last five. I think they're kind of at the perfect, you know, part of the Big 12 where they're going to be favored some games when they're playing the bad teams, and they're going to be the underdog other games, which allows them to cover. But it's not important if you win. It's important if you cover, and they do that. West Virginia is not too bad. Uh, they're 13-13 against the spread, 8-5 and five on the road, 8-9 and nine in conference, 2-3 and three in the last five. The interesting thing is we got two teams that like to hit overs. Oklahoma State 17 and 8 hitting the over, 7 and 5 on the road, 18 and or not 18, 13 and 5 in conference and 5 and 0 oh in their last five. And West Virginia is right there with them, 18 and 8 at hitting the over, 9 and 4 on the road, and 13 and 4 in conference. Uh, so there are definitely some trends. Both teams are pretty solid at covering on the road. Both teams like to score on the road and hit overs. What about some players we should be looking forward to or looking to? dominate here yeah so oklahoma state has if jared butler doesn't win big 12 player of the year this guy's going to win big 12 player of the year and that's Cade cunningham who's averaging 19.7 points per game 6.3 rebounds but west virginia has a really really solid player in miles mcbride who's averaging 15.3 points and nearly five assists and shooting almost 42 percent from three so i mean this game is going to be absolutely crazy i'll get started i guess I really like West Virginia in this game. I think they've just been on a really, really good trend as of lately. I think that they're a better overall team, whereas Oklahoma State really kind of starts to rely more on Kate Cunningham than the rest. I don't like that over-under. I think it's a little high for me to uh, mess with, so I'm going to take uh, West Virginia uh, minus three. Yeah, I'm right on there with you, Kyle. You're spot on. That over-under 151, a 75-75 game. It does seem likely, but at the same time, I just – I don't know. And Oklahoma State is so dependent on Cade Cunningham. And great player. He's going to get drafted lottery. Uh, but I got to go – I got to go Mountaineers. I know B. Ross, Brandon Russell would be happy about this pick. I'm going Mountaineers all the way. Minus three. Let's go. All right, Brody, what do we got? God, you guys all make uh, pretty good points. Uh, did a little research on this game before. Uh, I did see that Oklahoma State did pull out the win last time they played a couple weeks ago, but I think West Virginia is going to take their hot streak to an end. I'm going to take them minus three as well. How many units are we thinking? Uh, let's go two units on that one. All right. So we've got two units on that. Is that the only bet you want to go with for this game? Yep. All right, very good. Let's move on to our next game. Another great Big 12 game tomorrow at 8.30 Central Time. 
It is number 20, Texas Tech, taking on number 13, Texas. This is the third matchup of the season. And right now, Texas Tech leads the series 2-0. to zero. The line is set right now at Texas Tech minus 1.5 and, and an over-under at minus one third at 136.5. So, DJ, let's look at trends again. I mean, Texas Tech could not be worse at covering the spread on the road or in conference. They're 10-6 and six against the spread on the year, 3-8 and eight against the spread on the road, 5-12 and 12 in conference, 3-2 and two in their last five. Texas on the flip side, 10 and 13 against spread, 7 and 4 on the road, 6, 10 and 1 in conference, 3, 1 and 1 in their last five. Uh, so both teams not very good at covering the spread, which is all I really care about when push comes to shove. If you're not the Hawkeyes of North Carolina, I don't care whether you win. I just want you to cover. Uh, <laughs> but over under trends, though, do look promising. So Texas Tech is 12 and 4 hitting the over. Seven and four on the road, nine and eight in conference, two and three in their last five. Uh, Texas is 15 and nine at hitting the over, six and five on the road, 13 and four at hitting the over in conference. Very impressive. And three and two in their last five. So some very distinct over trends and some not very good covering trends. Uh, so maybe choosing a side's tough on this one, but. Boy, do we got some talent, some draft talent out of these two teams. Kyle, what names are sticking out to you? Oh, man, do we ever have dra draft talent? We got uh, Matt McClung for Texas Tech, who's been feeling it this year with 16.1 points per game and 2.7 rebounds. Then for Texas, you have Andrew Jones averaging 14.9 points per game and nearly five rebounds. So, I mean, both those guys are going to get drafted. And so it's just going to be a really, really competitive game. Um Every time I've said horns down on this show, Texas has came back to win. <laughs> but horns are horns always and forever will be down. But I am uh, going to shy away from that spread. I think it's going to be too close to call. I am going to take the over at minus 136 and a half. I think that's really, really low for this game. So that's where I'm going to put my money on. Great call on the over. The trends clearly show over. Uh, in Kansas City, Sprint Center, I mean, it's going to – the two teams from Texas are going to be scoring buckets. Uh, so I'm definitely on the over, but I'm also on Texas. I think it's tough to beat a team three times, you know, in one season. It's just – it's tough. When you're two competitive teams, it's it's not easy. Uh, and so I, I got to go Texas here. I think Texas is starting to play well. Also, Texas Tech is just terrible against the spread, so I can't respect them. So I'm going Texas. I'm going over. I think both of those are solid plays. Brody, bring it home. What do you got? Yeah, you really hit the nail on the head with that one. I agree. You know, it's it's hard to beat a team twice, especially in big time, you know. So I'm definitely with you all. I'm going to go three units, and I'm going to take Texas money line for sure. All right. All right. I like it, Brody. All right. So Brody's got three units in Texas money line. Let's transition to a little NBA action. So we got – a nice game at 6.30 p.m. on TNT. We have the Celtics at the Nets. This is the second matchup of the season. The Brooklyn won the first matchup, 123-95. to The current line is set at Brooklyn minus 2.5 and an over-under at 234.5. So, uh, DJ, why don't we look at some trends here, and then I'll get into like some uh, injuries that could come into play as well as um, some players to watch. Yep. Yeah. So obviously just note for Brooklyn, 
with their trends that it's the whole season and I don't have just the James Harden and, uh, you know, that trend. Uh, so just understand that going into it. But Boston is 16 and 19 against the spread. A terrible 16 and 13 against the spread on the road. Two and three in their last five and four and six in their last 10. Brooklyn is 20 and 17 against the spread. 10 and nine at home. Four and one in their last five and nine and one in their last 10. They have been on fire. And then for over-unders, Boston's 20 and 16, 10 and nine on the road, four and one in their last five, seven and three in their last 10. Brooklyn, same kind of style of hitting overs, 25 and 12, 12 and seven at home, three and two in the last five and six and four in their last 10. Uh, So Kyle, I know there's some huge injuries and some huge will they play, won't they play? What do we got for news on that? Yeah, definitely. So as we're recording tonight, uh, both these teams are are playing, I believe. But just some injuries mm-hmm. to note for Boston. Marcus Smart has a calf injury. He is probable for the game, but that's something to note. Uh, Kevin Durant has already been ruled out of the game with a hamstring injury. And Blake Griffin, who they just recently acquired, which was uh, unbelievable, is questionable as well. But this game is just star after star after star. For Boston, you obviously got – me and DJ's one of our favorite players, Jason Tatum, averaging mm-hmm. nearly 25 points and seven rebounds per game. And you also got Jalen Brown averaging 24.7 points and four assists. But Brooklyn, I mean, wow. They got Kyrie averaging 27 points per game and six assists, shooting 41% from three. And then you got Harden shooting uh, 25.5 points per game and almost nine rebounds and 11.4 assists. The dude's nearly averaging a triple-double and shooting 42% from three. I, I've said this about many games before, but I'll say it again. It's crazy that there's only going to be one basketball on the court for this game. <laughs> just with... it, gets, it gets me every time. You say it every time and it gets me because there's just so <laughs> many shooters on that floor. Like, everyone wants to shoot at the same time. It But – Take it away, Kyle. No, no. You you said it exactly. So that's why ah, an over-under of 234.5 is really, really tempting to take over. But, man, that's a lot of points scored. So I'm going to shy away from that. And with Durant being out, I'm going to take Celtics' money line, which will be the value pick. Kyle, you couldn't have said it any better. Durant out, Marcus Smart back for his first game. You see how the Celtics were 9-1 and one in their last 10 at hitting the over-unders? That's because Marcus Smart wasn't in the building. Not only is Marcus Smart the best defender when he steps on the court, he brings that intensity. If you're not going to try or hustle and you see Marcus Smart out there taking charges and diving, that makes you hustle. He just he, – he gives the defense – the team their defense. I think Doris Burke said it best. I don't like a lot of the things she says, but she said it best when she said how he is the energy of this defense, and he is. So Marcus Smart back, Celtics money line, value pick, and I think the under. Without Durant, Marcus Smart's going to clamp somebody, either Kyrie. I would assume Kyrie because there's beef between the teams. There's animosity between them. Uh, so Kyrie's getting clamped. Harden will get to shoot, pass, do whatever. Um, I just don't see this over hitting. So I'm going under. I'm going Celtics all day. All right, Brody, what do we got? Well, I'm, this is going to be the first time I have to disagree with both of you guys. 
I got a lot of respect for Jason Tatum and the Celtics. Used to be a Celtics fan back in the day with Paul Pierce and Garnett. Yeah, but I just Rondo. Think that's, uh, yeah, and Rondo, Ray Allen, good team. But I think the, the Nets, even without KD, Kyrie, and James Harden, just going to be too much for them to handle. I'm going to take two units and go minus two and a half Brooklyn Nets. It's a good call. The Nets have been rolling right now. I mean, They have to look very good. Yeah, they are playing peak bet. And the Celtics have been terrible. I mean, they have been <laughs> awful lately. Woo! So I, I definitely like that. Guess picker going against the green. I like it, Brody. Way to not yeah. follow our lead. Uh, another really good NBA game and the fourth game of our pick is at 9 p.m. Central Time on TNT. We have the Warriors against the Clippers. This is the third matchup of the season. The series is tied at one and one. However, both games have been played at Golden State. This game is in L.A. Uh, no line is currently set. I believe one or both of them are playing tonight as we record. Uh, the previous line was Clippers minus six and a half and an over under at 230. Uh, just some injuries to note before DJ gets into some trends. Uh, Draymond Green is probable. He's been out with an ankle injury. And uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. is questionable with a wrist injury. So it'll be interesting to see if he comes and if he does come, who he ends up defending against. And the Clippers, you got Marcus Morris, who's questionable with a concussion. Who another, Again, is a dude that people hate, but is just absolute energy. So him playing or not is going to be big in regards to where you might want to bet there. But DJ, what do we got as far as trends go? Yeah, first note on Marcus Morris, he's just a he's a player who knows his role and he's going to, you know, he can shoot the three, he's going to play smart, he's going to play fundamental. Those are, you need role players. Role players are everything on teams. Uh, so, yeah, he's definitely, obviously, him being out with a concussion these last couple of weeks has been big. Also, I want to shout out to TNT for this doubleheader, uh, the TNT doubleheader of the Celtics, Nets, and then the Clippers, Warriors. I mean, sometimes TNT just botches it. They put two teams that no one wants to watch, but they nailed it this today because this is a great doubleheader and I'm excited for it. And I'll definitely be tuning in. Uh, so some trends here, Golden State against the spread, 18 and 19 on the season, seven and 12 on the road, two and three in their last five and five and five in their last 10. The Clips, 20 and 18 against the spread this season, nine and nine at home. One and four in their last five and four and six in their last 10. And then for over-unders, Golden State is 15 and 22 at hitting the over. Seven and 12 at hitting the over on the road. One and four in their last five. Three and seven in their last 10. And the Clippers, 22, 15 and one at hitting the over. 10, seven and one at home. Two and three in the last five and four five and one in la in their last 10 uh so kind of all over the place trends there neither team very good at covering uh but boy do we got some star power some names that everyone around the league knows probably close to you know top five in jersey sales at least two of them who do we got in this matchup kyle who do you like the most here yeah, you have to know basically nothing about the NBA to not know these guys. First of all, Steph Curry, did you guys watch him in the three-point contest? Oh, silky, silky smooth. Ridiculously. Like, I, I don't even know if it's debatable. He is the best shooter of all time. Oh, yeah. First straight, sure. straight facts. Yeah, no, he just blew my mind watching that. So, like, obviously for the Warriors, you got Steph Curry. 29.7 points per game, 6.3 assists, shooting almost – 
41% from three. And then for the Clippers, you got uh, Kawhi Leonard, 26.6 points per game and nearly five assists. And then Paul George with 23.7 points per game, uh, 6.1 rebounds and shooting 45% from three. So obviously there's no uh, line posted. I think the game's going to be just as close as the previous line was. I think that I would, if I would bet on this game and I'm probably going to, I would take Clippers money line. I like it. I like it. So yeah, no line makes it difficult. Uh, so whatever Brody's pick is on this, he will get to change it as soon as the line comes out. Cause it's just not fair uh, to make him shoot from the hip. I mean, that's literally impossible. I, I, you know, I'm back and forth in this one. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but I need Draymond Green to play because I want the under here. Uh, both teams have been kind of struggling. They're going to be first game back. You know, I see Curry doing his thing, but who else is going to score on Golden State? Andrew Wiggins? Come on. And I, No. And, you know, Kawhi, Kawhi and Paul, they're going to do their thing. They're going to hit their shots. Paul's shooting insane from three this year, but he doesn't do it in the playoffs. But that's a whole other tangent. I'm not even going to get into it. Uh, so I'm going under. Uh, I don't really like a side. If it's small spread, I would go Clippers or take Clippers money line. But if it's like six, seven, eight, which is probably where it'll be, I, I can't do it. Uh, so yeah, I, I I'm not good at capping this game. I don't I don't really know what I'm getting. But I I'm asking for Draymond Green to play, so I feel sick and I don't like it. But anyway, take it away, Brody. I can't. <laughs> yeah, man. I. Uh... I was torn between this game too, especially with the Warriors, you know, not knowing what they've been doing all year and really feel it out for the Warriors. I was actually really looking forward to them to play this season, you know, especially with KD leaving and just seeing them and my heart goes out to Clay Thompson with his injury again, but it sucks. Uh, Doing a lot of thinking. It's hard to go against Kawhi. It's hard to go against Paul, but Steph Curry coming hot off the three point contest. like He's going to make it rain. So uh, right now, I'm going to go with uh, the Warriors covering whatever the spread may be. So if it is six and a half, then I'll take the Warriors to cover. But uh, we'll have to wait and see what that changes to tomorrow. What are we doing for units? Yeah, uh, I'll just go. I'll go two units on that right now. Perfect. Two units. All right, DJ, what do we got for our last game? A little hockey action. Yeah, first, I just want to touch on that point you said, Brody. I was so excited for a Durantless Warriors because, like, I actually yeah. kind of liked the Warriors when it was the Splash Brothers. Like, you yeah, know, they were they're fun to watch. Man. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're just like dicking around the first three quarters. And then the fourth <laughs> quarter comes around and like Steph and Clay yeah. just get hot. You're just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> Clay's got great. 28 points in one quarter? Oh. Yeah. Because then, yeah, it was Durant. definitely fun. Oh, yeah. So I'm sad about it, but. Well, you know, we'll get we'll get the Splash Brothers back sometime. But yeah, let's get a little hockey matchup here. We got a battle in the East Division. We got the Washington Capitals who are 15, 6 and 4, second in the East Division with 34 points going to Philadelphia, which everyone knows we hate all Philadelphia's teams. Philadelphia Flyers 13-7-3 fifth in the east division with 29 points this bat i mean this game's a battle for the east division playoffs the east division is very tight right now as they're only five points behind but they're three spots down 
not even making the playoffs right now. Uh, the game is at uh, 6 p.m. on ESPN Plus. It'll be the third matchup of the season. Series is tied one to one. Both teams won the road game, which is kind of weird, but yeah, it's hockey. Capitals are currently minus 105. Flyers are currently minus 115, and the over under is set at six. Kyle, what about some trends over under winning? What do we got here? Yeah, so for as far as trends goes, with the Capitals uh, against the spread, they're 15, 6, and 4, 7, 3, and 2 on the road, and 4 and 1 in their last five against the spread. In regards to the Flyers, they are 13, 7, and 3 against the spread this year, 7, 3, and 2 at home, and 2 and 3 in their last five. And in regards to over unders, uh, not very good. The Caps are 15 and 10, 6 and 6 on the road, and 2 and 3 in their last five with again with the over under. And then the Flyers are 15 and 8 on the year, 7 and 5 at home, and 4 and 1 in their last five in regards to over unders. Uh, DJ, what do we got for uh, players? Yeah, first, just want to make a note. I think those are money lines, not spreads. Uh, oh. For the because that's how hockey is, they don't really go all spread. Uh, Classic mistake, but, but yeah, basically, it's just their records. Uh, so yeah, because if that was against the spread, that means they're winning all by one and a half. And they've, yeah, anyway, not, not the point I was getting at, but just wanted to clear that up. So the Caps have, you know, obviously the obvious star, superstar, the Russian Alexander Ovechkin. He's been kind of struggling this year a little bit. He only got eight goals, 10 assists, 18 points. Uh, but the real star for the Caps has been Nicholas Backstrom, 10 goals, 19 assists, leads the team with 29 points. Those two are obviously going to, you know, do their thing. That front line, you have to deal with Backstrom and you have to deal with Ovechkin. It's not easy by any means. The Flyers do have a star themselves, kind of unknown by most of the league, but James Van Rimesdyke, I always botch it, but he's got 11 goals, 16 assists, and 27 points, which leads the team. So I'll just start with my prediction first. I think your value pick, honestly, is going to be the home team, the Flyers. They're barely going to be favored. I just think the home team has the advantage this matchup. I don't know if I would bet on that. I'm going over here. I I, I see a 3-3 three to three game happening very easily, 4-2. to two. Uh, you know, worst case scenario on this six overs, you push. Uh, I don't see a three to two game. I just don't see any game where we don't hit six. So I'm all in on the over. Kyle, what do you got? What do you say about a three to three ball game, DJ? Three to three hits an over of six every time. I all like of the it. times. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's why I think I'm going to go over here. Um, I'm against you, DJ, though, as far as the, the spreads go. I really like the Capitals in this match. Like I said, both teams have won on the road. I think that trend continues. I think Ovechkin's going to have a really, really good game against this Flyers D. So I'm going to take the Capitals money line in an over of six. Uh, kills me to do it, but I'm going to have to agree with Kyle here. Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to use my, my three units, and I'm going to take Capitals money line. I don't – I'm right there with you on the Philly. I don't like Philly unless it's a sandwich I can eat. So I'm going to have to go against Philly here, and I'm going to take the Capitals' money line. I'm going to steal that saying if you're okay with that. I, I have <laughs> go to. Go right ahead, man. That is, that is gold. <laughs> so good. Oh, man, that was – wow. Okay. That was amazing. I, I'm going to have to write it down because that was – I can't forget it. <laughs> uh, Brody, you got any uh, 
shout outs, promotions you want to like, do you want to uh, give you, give us your uh, social media handle and stuff like that? Oh, uh, to be honest, I don't even know what those are. So I'll just, uh, I'll let those slide, but uh, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. It really means a lot. Send this guy a wedding gift. That's, that's his yeah. promotion. Get him a wedding yeah, that's, gift. That's what you can do right there. Toaster full of cash. He doesn't care. Get him something. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hawkeye season tickets. I mean, it, it, there's a wide variety of things you can get. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. I'm, I'm me, easy to please. Me and Brody haven't gone to a hockey game in a while, so maybe that'll be a yeah, nice hopefully, hopefully this year will be, we can get back to doing that again. Yep. I, forgot, I forgot to mention, I was at that same Hawkeye game at Nebraska that you guys were at, and that was the coldest game ever. Oh, my gosh, man. Did Kyle I, I tell think, you the rest of the story on that? Uh, what? Is there, is there a story here, Kyle? Oh, there's a well, story. It was, I'll let, it I'll was go so, ahead and let Kyle explain it. <laughs> it was it was so cold that day that Brody's fiance was complaining so much about how cold it was that she went to Walmart to buy a tent. What? Yeah. And, and instead of buying like one of those, you know, like those tents with like the poles and you have like the, the tent on top, she went and bought like a tent that you go camping with. What were you supposed what were you gonna? Are you tailgating with that tent or like? What yeah. Was... So okay, okay. We went, we went to go tailgate, and these guys next to us had like one of those canopy tents, you know, and then they had like sheets of blankets or whatever they were, like wrapped around the poles to block out the wind. So like, oh, that'd be a really good idea. A little hot, and, yeah. You know, my me, my fiance, you know, she wouldn't stop complaining how cold it was. So I decided to go to Walmart and <laughs> look for a canopy tent, but they didn't have any. So instead, I bought uh-huh. a bought a camping tent instead to help keep us warm for two hours <laughs> were you warm kyle no oh <laughs> the, the, the problem was was like it was so like unbearably cold like nothing was keeping me warm like brody like even had the grill going we were grilling like hamburgers and hot dogs and stuff like that that just it wasn't doing it for any of us no, even, like right not. up next to the grill yeah i i do remember i swear it like it either like rain snowed it like sleeted like a couple days before because like the entire stadium was ice like you sat on mm-hmm. ice i mean so it was oh thankfully my dad and me my dad's like let's go look around at halftime i was like okay this is weird but this will turn into something so we just start <laughs> you know walking around we find this weird back room that's heated just a random room heated and it we got warmed up it was awesome um yeah the Hawkeyes won they stayed undefeated that was a heck of a game but yeah I didn't want to get left out of that I was at that game and I had to freeze with you guys I mean yeah well give us the invite next time to that room since you got connected (laughs) seriously (laughs) oh I can't believe it no kidding uh, DJ what have we got to wrap the show so you can check out our picks and our articles and everything to do with us at Dakota Sports Cappers dot com we're supposed to post daily lock articles but kyle has taxes and i have been so busy at work that haven't had time to do many articles you can also check out our twitter feud gambling me and kyle will post five picks a day including one mortal lock a week the first two months went home to yours truly that's me kyle is battling this month he got screwed on his mortal lock but we covered that earlier uh and so yeah Check that out. Tuesday, though, we have a special episode next Tuesday. Oh, we're switching our episodes from dropping on Wednesdays 
to dropping on or from dropping on Thursdays to dropping on Wednesdays. So next week, Wednesday, tune in for the Coda Cappers March Madness show. This Sunday is Selection Sunday, and so next week, Wednesday, we are going to give everything, all of our knowledge. We're going to spew into March Madness to get you that win so that you don't get beat by somebody who doesn't know anything that's just choosing mascots, which might still happen, but we're going to give you all the information. <laughs> that guy's um, me, so watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to give you the information so you don't lose the Brody, and this is actually going to be a live on Facebook and YouTube. Is that correct, Kyle? Yep, it'll be live on Facebook and YouTube on uh, March 16th. Oh, okay. I realized I just botched it. Okay, so Tuesday at 7.30, we're having the live show on Facebook and YouTube. And, ne and next Wednesday, our podcast is dropping. So really, really swapped all that up. But my notes aren't very good, so I'll blame myself. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, next Wednesday, check out our podcast. Uh, and then... We, our buddies podcast, uh, also our Coda Cappers, Mount Lockmore podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And then the Cappers social media, we got Coda Capper Pace. We got at brust35, at Pumba Cakes, Pumba like Timon and Pumba, and then Cakes like the good stuff. Locks underscore Stone, Campbell like the soup, D Josh, Campbell D Josh. And then our Twitters, DJ Low, DJ LO4422. And Kyle, wrap it up. As always, my Twitter, Combdog, K O M M D O G. So, like DJ said, uh, really exciting episode Tuesday, the 16th at 7 30, live on Facebook and YouTube. Be sure to check out our March Madness show. Me and DJ will be on it, along with three other cappers. And then our next pod will be dropping next Wednesday. So, hope to see you all soon. <laughs>